Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling here on the YouTube channel or wherever you're listening, either on Spotify, Anchor, all of those websites. Oh my God. So don't mind me if I'm a little bit all over the place right now because we had a very thrilling end to SmackDown here tonight. We officially had the I guess you can say the official breakup of the bloodline because the Usos have officially departed from Roman Reigns. And we're going to break that down all here today. Plus, we're also going to be talking about what happened with the tag team gauntlet, the women's title picture, and so much more. All of this leading into Money in the Bank, which is going to be taking place next week. But before we get started, welcome to the show, everyone. If you are here, please do not be shy take part in the chat i will be pulling out people's comments to, throughout the entire stream also if you are a youtube member today is going to be very youtube member heavy if you are a youtube member you will be allowed today to hop on the stream via video and share your thoughts on what you guys thought about smackdown in particular of course the segment with the bloodline and i will be posting the link once it is time to bring people in and that'll be happening over on the community YouTube tab for YouTube members. Uh, you guys already know where to find that. If you are not a member just yet, you are more than welcome to become a member. That You can do that whenever. On top of that, if you want to get your question, your comment, your statement, or just get or just support this podcast in general, you are also more than welcome to send in a super chat, and I will make sure to read those as well. So there's a whole lot going on here today. And we're going to go ahead and kick things off with our first super chat of the day. This is from Pratchik Reyes, who says, with all the bloodline drama, looks like SmackDown is starting to lean on story instead of wrestling, and I'm not mad about it at all. So here's the thing about this, is that, and I've said this on uh, my Tuesday show, actually, I was talking about how I feel about, you know, all the WWE content in general, and how, you know, I'm really enjoying NXT. I think NXT the last couple of weeks has been very, very good. It's been so much more entertaining, I think, than it was, you know, several months ago. And I think those following along with the NXT product, I think they're pretty much enjoying the ride for the most part. And, you know, with Raw, I still feel like there's a lot of really good stuff. It's just a long show. So SmackDown, to me, these two hours have been flying by so fast, like so much faster than they were before. And you mentioned the wrestling stuff. And it's like, I feel like they... You know, today they had the gauntlet, which took up a huge amount of time, right? That took about like maybe 20 something minutes or so. And they are very story heavy, but you still get a nice, you still get a nice mixture, I think, of story and also the uh, wrestling content that you're getting as well. So I feel like we get the best of both worlds on SmackDown. I, I noticed that SmackDown just flows a lot better and it just, it, it just, it just goes by very, very smoothly. So I'm very much enjoying the format of SmackDown right now. Uh, JB sends in a super chat saying Bianca rocked in that promo at Charlotte. Good to see the crowd getting behind her again. Bring on Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair. So I can't wait to talk about that. And I'll save that for our second segment of the show. But I truly feel that today was Bianca Belair's best performance or at least one of the best performances that she's had recently on the mic I think she did really good and we'll talk more about that in just a second but let's kick it off with what I think everybody wants to talk about and that is the bloodline segment that happened here today so I'm gonna be honest 
I thought that last week's SmackDown overall, like the entirety of the show top to bottom was a lot stronger. I really did think that we just got so, so much, right? And then we also had a pretty crazy ending to, to SmackDown last week. And so I came into this show today and I'm thinking, okay, you know, we're going to get Jay's decision officially. We're going to see where he, you know, where he sides. Does he side with Roman? Does he side with with his brother, Jimmy, who knows, right? And throughout the entire show, like they were again, like they always do weaving in and out of the bloodline segments. But for the most part, I thought that today's SmackDown wasn't as good as last week until then we get to the segment, the closing segment of the show with the bloodline really was the thing that for a second, I truly doubted that I was going to have the reaction that I ended up having. I didn't think I was going to have a reaction tonight. I thought, I don't think they can get me again. I don't think that they can do it. Last week they did. And so many other times they did, right? But I truly did not think that they would get me here again today. And they did. Well, let's talk about what actually went down. So the entire night they promoted, hey, is Jay going to fall in line and do what the tribal chief Roman wants him to say and do? Or is he going to side with his brother? Well, we kind of got a lot here. So backstage, we got Roman Reigns asking Paul Heyman if he had talked to Jay. And Paul is like, nope, you know, I haven't talked to him. And Roman's like, okay, well, this is not a question. I'm telling you to go talk to him. Backstage with Paul Heyman and Jay, once again, Jay reiterates, if I'm in, you're out. This was something that he had told Paul Heyman the week before. So then afterwards, we get another backstage segment and Paul Heyman goes to Roman Reigns and just nods and basically does a, like, it ain't happening. Like, Jay Uso is not on our side type of thing. And Solo, Sokoa, ends up scaring away Paul Heyman. And then... We kind of get something that we don't normally get. Now, we have heard Solo Sokoa talk now, but I think today he kind of got the most lines that he's ever gotten. We got two lines today from Solo Sokoa, and I'm still not used to listening to him talk. However, my theory this whole entire time, or at least something that I've mentioned on this show, is that to me, Solo Sokoa, I haven't necessarily completely been convinced that Solo Sokoa is truly under the power of Roman Reigns. I still predict that Solo Sokoa has a plan up his sleeve. Like I truly believe it. And today during this backstage segment, it made me sense it even more because he was pissed, right? He's like, you, you, do you need me to handle this? My tribal chief. And then he goes, Roman tells him like, no, it's okay. And Solo's like, well, whatever you need, my tribal chief. And it was kind of weird. It was kind of weird hearing Solo Sokoa say, whatever you need, my tribal chief. That's usually the language and the verbiage and the attitude that Paul Heyman uses when he's talking to Roman Reigns, not Solo Sokoa. It felt so weird. Solo Sokoa is the silent, muscle, mysterious type okay he's not the anything you want my tribal chief guy that's not him so that one kind of going kind of got me going hmm what is going on there but whatever we'll continue on Jey Uso 
is walking backstage. He's walking to the ring and he has this moment where he runs into Sami Zayn and Sami and Zayn, Sami Zayn and him have shared plenty of words before, but they just nod this time. No words are said. They continue on. Now in the ring, Roman gets straight to it and he says, are you in or are you out? And Jay tells them, you either, it's either me or him. And by him, he's talking about Paul Heyman. So he's basically trying to get Roman Reigns to ditch Paul Heyman and pick Jay. However, Roman says that that is his wise man, wise man. And whenever Jay were to become tribal chief, he can pick his own wise man, but that this is his wise man. So basically saying he ain't leaving Roman Reigns. Roman then goes on to tell Jay that they've been grooming him for three years now. He says that there's been a lot of hard work and equity put into Jay and that that's the reason why he became main event Jay, that that's the reason he became the right-hand man, and then it's just not his turn to lead just yet. Roman says the only problem here is Jimmy. Jimmy is the problem. So then, hey guys, you say somebody's name enough times, they eventually end up coming out. Jimmy Uso comes out and he says, no, the problem is Roman Reigns. And so he tells Jay, are you believing this? Everything that Roman says is garbage. Are you going to believe him over me? Then Roman starts talking about everything that he has done for the Usos. He tells them it took you guys 10 years to even get to WrestleMania. And since you've been with me, you've been in main events each and every single time. Jimmy drags you down. I am, I am the wings. You're the successor. You're the next tribal chief. And you can't be a tribal chief and a twin at the exact same time. And then Roman manages to turn, Roman manages to turn Jay on Jimmy. At least this is what we're thinking at this point. He tells them, he didn't believe in you. He was the one who basically didn't want you to be put in this spot. And Jay looks at him and he's like, is this true? Is this true? And he is snapping. He's pissed off. He's angry. And Jimmy is just kind of like, you know, it, it's true. And Jay snaps. He's completely lost it at this point. And Jay says, so guess what? You're out. He tells, he tells his brother he's out. Then there is a long pause or what feels like a very long pause. And then he says, and I'm out too. And super kicks Roman in the freaking face. Solo Sokoa snaps. So the Uso super kicks him. Super kick Roman. And it ends right there. They are down on the ground. Roman's down and out. Paul Heyman's on ringside doing this very dramatic expression. And the bloodline is over. The bloodline, at least the bloodline that we have come to know, is over and done with. And I will tell you that when Jimmy, when excuse me, when Jay hit the line where he said, I'm out. No, you're out and I'm out too. It sold me a ticket, guys, because I truly believed Jey Uso when he was snapping and yelling at Jimmy. At not one point during that rant that he was going on did I actually think 
that he was going to remain with his brother. The bloodline story has been a story that we've all been trying to figure out where are they going to go with this? Where are they going to go with that? And they've done a really good job of swerving us now. They've swerved us multiple times to the point where we really should have seen this coming here today. Um, if you did, kudos. If you didn't, even better, because I think if you didn't expect it and you truly were able to enjoy this storytelling, I think you were able to have like a really nice, fun reaction. And I think that's what you want as, as a fan. Uh, I know as a fan, I want to be surprised. I want to be riveted. Um, so let's see what you guys are saying. Let's get some thoughts in here. Uh, send in your thoughts. I'm excited to see what you guys thought of all of this. Brandon Roseanne sends in a super chat saying, Jey Uso is so freaking good. He has such a passion in these segments. This is obviously Jay's story now. And I'm thinking he has to be the one to defeat Roman. What do you think? It's, it's funny because there's been several people now because... One of the questions I asked, I believe it was last week, was what is the end game in all of this? Truly, what is the thing that the fans want to see? And I saw a couple of different answers from people. There was people saying that, you know, you know, maybe Sola Sokoa defeats Roman. But a lot of people were saying that it should finish where it started. And where it started was with Roman Reigns and Jay Uso. And so it looks like we are to me i'm starting to feel like i'm going in that direction a whole lot more now ending it where it all started because i do think there is a nice poetic story to all of that and i think that if they you know cut up a really nice I mean, WWE could literally do this. Like they could literally, once this is all said and done, they could literally do like a one hour, two hour special or whatever, just highlighting everything that has happened between the bloodline and packaging it all together just so we can see the timeline of it all play out sort of like a, sort of like a movie or, or like a series or whatever, a documentary, uh, however you want to call it. Uh, and I think that would be really cool. So I do kind of feel like I'm leaning more towards the direction of seeing this really become something where it's, it, it ends where it started. Yes, boy, sends in a super chat saying, Zelina's theme used to start with All Hail the Queen. Did they take that audio from Charlotte? Uh, I didn't notice that, but I know that the, the Charlotte theme song now starts with the All Hail the Queen and the very, very like, like deep, deep voice. And I noticed it today and I'm pretty sure they've had it before now. And I really like the addition, but to be honest, I don't really feel like I remember Zelina's theme that well. So that's the only reason why I'm not so confident on that one. Jordy Griffin sends in a super chat saying, I wonder who's Roman, who Roman's going to choose. I, I feel like Roman is going to be left with no options. I feel that he's not going to have the luxury, the privilege of even having an option. So quite frankly, I don't think, I don't think that's even going to happen. I don't think that Roman is going to be left with any options. I think at the end of the day, everyone's going to leave him, even Sola Sokoa. Paul Heyman, I don't know. I'm thinking that's coming too. I just don't know how uh, they would do that. 554K sends in a super chat saying, 
Hi, Denise. I hope your day went well. I'm multitasking. I also have Rampage on, but the Bloodline and Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair stuff was good. I'm going to watch Rampage uh, later on. I, I tend to watch that now later on so that I can fast forward the commercials. It just makes it so much easier for me. Uh, my schedule is a little bit more different now that I'm doing Busted Open. I got to wake up early, guys. So I had to maneuver things around. James Hammond says, hope the Usos bring their old looks and song and entrance. I freaking love this song, guys. Guys, like the one day I'm sorry I love this theme song so like I'm cool with it keeping it and whatnot I like I'm totally cool with that I like really dig it all right and uh, let's go pull out some more comments here this one is from Steven who is a YouTube member who says I feel like we're just getting started with chapter two of a long story and I'm excited for this and also what are the odds Roman and Solo are the ones to dethrone Sammy and Kevin I don't know because I'm actually heading towards a different direction with Sammy and Kevin Owens uh, and we'll talk more about that later when we get into the the tag team gauntlet on all of that and uh all right let's see what else people are saying this is from brandon johnson who says my jaw dropped after witnessing the aftermath and the implosion of the bloodline when the usos dropped roman like a bad habit my goodness it was golden and um man we got a lot of people with some really good reactions here rusty chip says I was yelling, kick him again, Jay, kick him again. I think he did. He got him, I think, more than once. Uh, it was it was definitely a moment where I agree with Brandon John Johnson. It was top tier, definitely top tier. Um, all right, and we got more people putting over today's episode of SmackDown with Raphael Smith's rating SmackDown 9 out of 10 today. Uh, it's really hard to say, guys, because it really was that ending of the show that really kind of went from like a decent SmackDown to like a holy shit, we actually have something to talk about type SmackDown. So we'll keep the comments coming and we'll talk more about the bloodline in just a second because I do want to get YouTube members to hop on in here. But in the meantime, I do want to get into another segment that a lot of people really enjoyed too. And that, my friends, was the entire situation with the women's championship photo. So here's what's going down. As we know, Bianca Belair, she wants her rematch against Asuka. And Charlotte Flair kind of stole it from her last week. So today we get another backstage segment with Bianca Belair and Adam Pierce, And she's like, what about my rematch? And Pierce is like, I can't give you an answer. And I'm like, okay, poor Bianca. She's getting screwed here, which is good, right? In a way, because it's going to work out for Bianca. So Bianca's like, she doesn't want to be she does, she's she's not she's clearly not patient she went through the proper channels and now she's gonna have to basically do things either the right or the wrong way just so that she can get her title shot okay so then we have this Grayson Waller effects segment and Charlotte Flair is the special guest and Charlotte looks amazing by the way I love the outfit that she wore today she came out and I was like wowzas so she gets out there and her match with Asuka is in two weeks and remember I said this last week I don't think that match is gonna happen that's my prediction I think we're we're gonna I think something's gonna happen where we're truly gonna get that triple threat match of money in the bank course I'm not sure yet but that's the prediction so um she gets asked by Grayson Waller if she's going to be a 15-time champion and this is cut rather this is kept rather brief because Bianca Belair comes out right away and she's upset about Charlotte Flair cutting her in line and you know she's pissed off that she's done things the right way and she's going to take things into her own hands now what we ended up getting here with Charlotte and Bianca was something that I think Bianca desperately needed 
one of the things we've all been talking about, or quite a few people have been talking about, is that Bianca Belair has not really been giving the best copies when it comes to promo work. We, I've, I've always thought she's a great promo, a good promo, but the copy that she's given is not good. It's very bland, very vanilla, nothing more. And I feel like her changing directions and her trying different stuff, her going heel, any of that type of stuff, I think is all going to benefit Bianca Belair. And from the looks of it, she's definitely at the point where she's gonna kind of snap. Maybe she's gonna have a Kevin Owens breakdown because, you know, she's doing things the right way and she's not getting what she wants. So I think we're all expecting Bianca here to, to turn heel. But what we got here was a very, very good promo exchange between Charlotte and Bianca. So Bianca says that Charlotte ran away for three months and that, and then Charlotte completely disagrees with that. She's like, I didn't run away. I stepped away, but I did not run away. Now, here's my favorite part of this whole thing. There was a moment where Charlotte, I thought, really, really got Bianca here when she said that she's a champ with or without the title. Can Bianca Belair say the same thing? And I was thinking, ooh, damn. And because we haven't seen Bianca really like, really, really kick ass with these promos, I was worried. I didn't know where her comeback was going to be. And then her comeback was everything and more. Bianca just says, I am the longest reigning women's champion of this modern era. So put some respect on that. And that little portion right there, I thought just did really, really good for, for Bianca because that could have, she could have easily been like, Charlotte could have easily just like beating her in this promo. And she did not. Bianca came back and she fired back and I really liked Bianca's response. So I feel like this did so much for Bianca and I don't know what everybody's interest was in Charlotte and Bianca. I don't know, but whatever my interest was at, if it was at a 30%, it is now at a 50%. It's just definitely in increased a whole lot more. I'm more interested in this than I was previously. Um, Although I was going to be interested either way, but whatever. Uh, Brandon Rosen sends in a super chat saying, Charlotte and Bianca's promos were fantastic. Too bad it was saddled with the lame-ass Grayson Waller effect. What's up with him? He had great heel heat on NXT. Now he's had three boring re weeks in a row. So here's the thing. I disagree with that, Brandon, um, because I think that Grayson Waller right now is more so his spot right now, based on what we've seen the last couple of weeks, it's more so about his guests than it is about him. And I don't necessarily hate that. I would much rather, like if they don't have anything for him, fine, whatever. They did have that tease with him and AJ Styles. They haven't circled back to that yet. But I much rather have them still have them go out there and do something than just be like forgotten about in the back because they couldn't think of anything to do with him. And here's the other thing. I'm not a fan of talk shows. Like I hate the talk shows that they do. Like I hate Miss TV. I hate all of that. Right. Uh, and 
I will tell you this. I do not hate the Grayson Waller effect on the main roster. I didn't hate it on NXT, but you didn't know how it was going to translate on the main roster. And I will tell you this right now. I do not hate it on the main roster. I think they give us just enough. And if it helps further a story that they're telling, I think it works. I mean, last week we got Io and Asuka literally yelling at each other back and forth. And then here today, we get, uh, you know, this with Charlotte and Bianca. So, yeah, it isn't necessarily skyrocketing Grayson Waller by any means, but at least it's getting him on your television and, you know, he's not being annoying or anything like that. So thank you so much to Brandon Rosen uh, for the super chat. We got another one here from Dante NYC who says, I was thinking Bianca should turn heel, but after tonight, I think they should make her a badass. Take no ish, a baby face. People were cheering for her. They could do either thing. They could either have her turn heel or here's the thing. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Turn her heel. But she could be those cool heels. You know, those heels that you want to root for. Those heels that are so the, the badass type of heel. Like, yeah, she's a bad girl. But damn, I like to cheer for her. Uh, so they could definitely do that with Bianca. And I think that would definitely be something that that would stick because he mentioned people were cheering for her and that's not what this case was, you know, at backlash, for example. So I think they could definitely turn her heel, but it turn her into one that you want to root for. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Sheldon Jackson sends in a super chat saying anytime Charlotte is around, she gets all the title opportunities and no new challengers are made. WWE need to build up new females to challenge for the title rip SmackDown female push for the title. So, this has been a topic that's constantly talked about whenever Charlotte Flair graces our television, right? A lot of people are, are pretty fed up with it. However, look at what she did here tonight. She had a phenomenal moment with Bianca Belair. They literally had a great moment in the ring. And you can't say that Bianca would have had that with just about anybody. So I do agree with you. I do think that they need to build up new females to, uh, to challenge for the title. 1,000, a million agree. But I also do not think that that takes away from Charlotte and the things that Charlotte is able to do. And if done right, she can go in there and, you know, give some of the other girls, you know, the rub or, you know, have these great moments because she is a professional and she's very well experienced and she can do this stuff. And it works. She's a star. And the, she was right when she said, I am a champion with or without the belt. So I hope that means that they won't give her the championship belt right now because uh, I don't think she needs it. I think Charlotte being Charlotte Flair is enough. And I think it will her and Bianca can tell a great story. Her and Oscar can tell a great story. Her and whoever can tell a great story. But just because you have Charlotte on there doesn't mean that you can't be building up other women as well. Like you can have two things here. Um, all right, here. Uh, let's see what else what we got. Um, this is from a YouTube member, LRGXP, who says, for sure, they make baby faces too corny. We need those stone cold faces. Uh, yeah, they make, that's what they did with Bianca. They made her a little bit corny. That's what I also wanted to allude to with those promos that they gave her before they had her go out there and be too cheesy and too corny and this and that. And so I think that for sure, that's why things needed to be completely switched up for her on that one. Um, all right. So uh, let's see what else we got here. This is from Brandon Simmons who says, I believe Bianca will turn and then probably will get the belt hopefully against Oscar. Um, 
Yeah, so I'm expecting Bianca to turn, and then I, I don't think Charlotte's going to win, guys. Whenever, if they do the triple threat, if they don't do the triple threat, regardless, I don't think Charlotte Flair is going to win the title back. If she did, I would be shocked. Would I be shocked? I would be shocked in the most non-shocked way. <laughs> All right, that's the best way to explain it. All right, let's keep this going. Let's talk about, um the other thing I want to talk about is the tag team gauntlet because there was kind of something here that I really want to touch on. So the tag team gauntlet, this is what happened. Street Profits defeated the Brawling Brutes. They then defeated, excuse me, let me start all over. The Brawling Brutes defeated the Street Profits. The Brawling Brutes defeated the OC. The Brawling Brutes defeated the LWO. Those first three little matches in this gauntlet all the other teams were able to at least get a little bit in, right? Get a little shine, get a little moment. Right. Simple. Now, Brawling Brutes versus Hit Row. Damn. Top Dollar went in there. He took a boot to the face, and that was it. One, two, three. And then Michael Cole called him Flop Dollar. Guys, this is rough. This is very, very rough. I feel, I don't know. I kind of feel bad for them, like low-key. I kind of feel bad because uh, it's not going so good for Hit Row. And now they've sort of become like the butt of the joke where they're literally getting jobbed out. Like every team got to do something in this match except Hit Row. And then on top of that, they get caught. And then Top Dollar gets called Flop Dollar. Yeah, that's not looking too good. It's not looking too good. I, I, I'm curious about what's going on there. Like, there's got to be something going on. I don't even know. But then we get Brawling Brutes versus Pretty Deadly. And this is pretty much every WWE gauntlet match, by the way. One team thrives the entire way. The last team goes in, wins the match. Pretty deadly wins. The second Brawling Brutes started winning all these matches, I'm like, Brawling Brutes ain't winning. Brawling Brutes ain't winning this match. Uh, whoever's last is winning this match. So yeah, Pretty Deadly goes in there. Uh, there's a really great moment where Sheamus gets Kit Wilson with the freaking 30 chops. The crowd pops massively for it. Uh, but in the end, um, they end up getting the uh, the actual win here. Uh, leg drop from Prince over to Sheamus, and that's it. One, two, three. Pretty Deadly are now the new number one contenders. Two weeks in London. They are going to face Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And I don't know, guys. I have a feeling, and someone mentioned it earlier, but I have a feeling we are going to get a title change. I could be wrong here, but I'm thinking London, Pretty Deadly. I don't know. I could see a title change happening. Uh, let me know in the chat if you think this is what we're going with now, but... I really do. And I wouldn't be mad, though. I really like Pretty Deadly. I think they're really cool. They're different. And uh, they, they would, this would really, really propel them. But or, you know what? They could, or maybe they could do something where they have the match on SmackDown. They lose. They come up with some sort of clever way to end up doing this match at Money in the Bank. I don't know whatever we'll see all right and uh regardless this is a great opportunity for them they do have a post-match angle afterwards where they have a few promo war with sammy and ko they make fun of sammy Zayn's hair because it's all wet and they're like we just wrestled and our hair is still dry and nice and <laughs> they call themselves two tastiest snacks whatever uh so i don't know pretty deadly champs yay or nay 
We'll see. Um, all right. Let's see what people are saying here. This is a YouTube member, the dead man of RWT, Paul Morales says, uh, St. Denise, this gauntlet was trash, made all those teams look weak, horrible, and needed 45 to 50 minutes. Look, this was very, very fast. I don't think, I think what they did here was pretty much what we're used to getting for gauntlets with WWE. Like, let's be real. Like, this is the same gauntlet that I've seen so many times over the years. So uh, I wouldn't say that it was like trash. I just feel like it's pretty much what we've gotten all the time whenever they do gauntlets. So I really wasn't expecting anything different. And uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, all right. So this is from the Coyote who says, Pretty Deadly hasn't really earned it, but the WWE tag team division ain't exactly great. So go ahead. So what you're saying, the Coyote is that the bar is kind of low. But here's the thing, though. And I get it. Like, they should... Before Pretty Deadly actually defeats Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, like they should have a couple of wins. They should be like really running through that roster. Uh, I get what you mean by that. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. I think they might do it just to get like a moment in London and all of this and that. Uh, Vance Rowling says, you're wrong, Denise. Not happening. Sami and KO are tag team champions for life. Hey, man, if they're going to keep them tag team champions for life, I would not hate that. All right, everyone. So um heads up i am going to bring in youtube members here if you are a youtube member of my channel you can head on over to the community tab right now on youtube and you can access the link in the link you can come in and i will be pulling up people if uh i don't usually only a couple people are allowed into the actual stream so if you're not if there's too many people then it won't allow you but you can try try multiple times as long as somebody comes out somebody else can come in and that's kind of how it goes because there's a max amount of people that's allowed on here i will be pulling people up um whoever is not shy uh it's more than welcome to come on here that is one of the perks of being a youtube member uh on top of getting all of the uh wrestlemania rewinds that i did and additional videos that i've posted on the actual um members only portion of youtube you can watch all of that but on top of that for select streams like today's stream i will be bringing on people if they're not shy to come on here and uh talk about their reactions to uh to the show uh i'm assuming most of it today is going to be about the bloodline uh and hopefully this worked i posted the link now so it should hopefully work unless i posted the wrong link hold on i did post the wrong link Oh, no, I didn't. Okay, it's working now. Um, all right, so let's do this, everyone. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, bring in our first person here. And actually, before I do that, before I start bringing in people here into the uh, actual stream, um, one more thing. Tomorrow is, of course, the first ever the premiere of Collision. The premiere of Collision, and I'm going to be here doing a watch along. I'm not going to be doing a review right after for this premiere because I'm going to be doing a review for Busted Open. So I'm going to do the watch along. I'll be here for the first two hours and maybe like 15 minutes afterwards chatting with you guys. So if you want to hang out with somebody and watch the show and chat CM Punk and all that good stuff, uh, then it's definitely the time to uh, do that. All right, so let's get to it everybody let's get in these youtube members uh let's bring in my good friend steven what's up, Yo, what's up? how are you i'm good good to see you how good. are you i'm good very awesome. good awesome so what are your thoughts on what happened today with the bloodline what are we thinking oh boy 
I think we're just getting started. I think really, just, I think we're just getting started. Did you fall for it today when Jay Uso was like, you're out, I'm out too. What was your reaction to that? I mean, to an extent, it kind of seemed like, okay, but you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, wait a minute here. This, this could be coming full circle here, which I think starting from now, I think we're going to see a good long storyline that I think that could lead to something really special at Survivor Series. Oh, okay. What are you thinking for Survivor Series? I'm thinking a, a family feud of some sorts. Okay. Okay. Where we get more people coming in here. More people coming in and it wouldn't surprise me if, what if Sammy and Kevin teamed with the, the Usos. Usos. I think so too, especially given back. all of those backstage interactions that we've had with Sammy and Jay. And even though they've had their problems and all of that, it seems like Sammy has sort of always had this soft spot for uh, Jay Uso in particular. Mm -hmm. Man, I think you're on to something here, Steven. I appreciate this feedback. Thank you so much for hopping on and for being a YouTube member. Yes, thank you, Denise. Thank you. All righty, and let's go ahead and continue on. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Let's go ahead and bring in uh, Matt Reichel. Matt, how's it going? Welcome. Hollywood Salcedo, how are you this evening? I'm doing good, man. It's Friday. We had a good SmackDown. I don't think I could be any better than this. They got me again. Thank you, right? Right? What'd they you think? What was your reaction? Again. Night of Champions, I thought Jay was turning. I thought it was Jay. I didn't see Jimmy coming from a mile away. But tonight, when I thought Jay was going to beat the out of Jimmy and go with Roman, but they got me again. Dang. I don't blame you, though. But it's good, though. It's good, it's good. when it's they good get story. you like yeah, this, right? Story. But my thing is, even though... I will be at SummerSlam in Detroit. I am hoping that it's Roman versus Jay at SummerSlam. You think that soon that they will do Roman versus Jay? If Jay pins Roman at Money in the Bank, if that's where they're going. Okay, okay, I see what you're going with here. I don't know. It feels it, like I know some people are like, the story has been going on forever. They could definitely do it again, and they could do it at SummerSlam. But I don't know. Part of me is like, it's too soon. But, but is it? Here's the thing. Didn't they just announce today that payback is in Pittsburgh? And the last time they had a payback, the main event was Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso. They could go oh, there. Fun facts here. I like that. I like that, Matt. Well, thank you so much for hopping on and yes. sharing in some insight. Thank you so much for being a YouTube member as well. I am, I am looking forward to the podcast this weekend, especially on Sunday. Yes, let's do this. I can't wait yes. after the week reunites with myself and Will Washington. It's going to be a good one. Thank you so much, Matt. All right, we got a couple more people here in the line, and uh, let's keep it going, everybody. Um, all right, so uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's see what else we got. Let's go ahead and bring in Sheldon Jackson. Sheldon, what's up? What's up, Denise? How are you? I'm doing good, man. Thank you so much for all the support that you've been giving. I know uh, I, I love your opinions, even though sometimes we don't see eye to eye. It don't matter. Uh, thank you so much for hopping on. Yes, thank you for having me. So what's on your mind today? Oh, that main event angle was really good. 
but I'm also concerned about another tag team, which I feel like they got re-signed. And it's it's the Good Brothers. I'm like, oh yeah, you bring them back in just to feud with Finn, a with help AJ do the Judgment Day, and then you've done nothing with them. So I wanted to ask you, do, do you think that maybe they should have stayed where they were in Impact, New Japan, and AEW, or do you think? they'll get that opportunity because it feels like anytime they're in WWE, they don't get the opportunity to show how good they are as a tag team. Yeah. But when they're outside, you see how good they are. So I'm just like, ah, and that's really getting to me because I'm just like, Callis and Anderson deserve better than this. I think so. And you're right when you say that because the OC, and I was just thinking about this earlier today too, where I was thinking like, man, the OC, it hasn't really been going so well for them either. They've sort of been in the shadows. Like in the beginning, they had a couple of like ha-ha funny moments, right? And I really thought like, okay, this is finally going to be their opportunity to get to do this with AJ Styles and get to, you know, really, really go out there and maximize this to whatever potential they can. And I really did have hopes with their return, especially with Triple H running things. And then unfortunately, you know, AJ was kind of out for a bit. And I think that impacted them a whole lot too. But it is one of those things where it's like, yeah, they could have stayed on impact and continued to have like all of the great matches that they were having because they were having really good stuff on there. But I truly do think that they had to go to WWE and see if, if there was that opportunity still there, if they could actually make something of it, you know, make something of themselves there too. So I don't know if they feel like it was the right call or not the right call, but I feel like also I don't want to give up so soon on them. And here's the reason why, because you see Hit Row and things are not going so well for Hit Row. Like it's like really bad, right? And at least they're not Hit Row, right? And yeah, I do agree with you. I do think that without Swerve, it is just not, you know, it's just not anything, unfortunately. But they could have still found something for Hit Row. It just didn't work out. But the way that I see it is at least the OC is not Hit Row. I just feel like until they actually have the proper creative for them, then we can finally get something there. If not, they're just, they're just, they just feel like bodies right now. Yeah, that's my concern. I'm like, because outside of WWE, you can see how good they are. Like multiple time tag team champions. And it's just like, I remember the last time when they were in WWE, when they became tag team champions, they felt like they were transitional champions. Because the second time they, when they were the OC with AJ, they became the Raw Tag Team Champions to what? Just to lose them to Braun and Seth Rollins to further their feud for United Champions in 2019. It was just like, well, then why did you put the tag team titles on them? And then the first time, they beat the bar and it felt like they were just holding against WrestleMania and they lost it to the Hardy. So I'm just like, it feels like anytime they've had like, just like they've had nothing in WWE. And I'm just like, how? Because they're such a good tag team. It just blows my mind. And I we actually do have this comment here from YouTube member Jeremy Ruh who says that the OC deserve to be pushed. And we agree. We yeah, agree. They do. All right, Sheldon. Well, thank you so much for hopping on. As always, thank you so much for all your love and support and have an awesome weekend. And hopefully I'll catch you here on any of the other streams. <laughs> yes, I will be here for your watch along tomorrow. Yeah, let's do it. All right, I'll see you, Sheldon. Bye. See you, Denise. Bye.
Alrighty, guys, we got a super chat here from Steven who says, I think Bianca will cost Charlotte the match at Money in the Bank to set up a series of matches starting at SummerSlam. And I want Asuka versus EO for SummerSlam. I think everybody wants Asuka versus EO at some point, period. All right, guys, we got one more person hopping on right now. Uh, so excited to welcome Hunter Tillman. Hunter, Hi. how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy when I saw you pop on. I'm like, yay, Hunter's here. I love your I know, energy all the time. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. But <laughs> I'm so proud of you and like everything that you're doing. I just want Thank you to know you. that. Thank you. That means a lot to me. So what did you think about SmackDown today? Anything that stood out to you that you want to talk about? Girl, <laughs> Jay had me like fooled. I literally said, O-S-H-I-T. I wasn't, I was not prepared for that. I literally thought he was going to join Roman. But then again, I was like, hmm, I can't see Jay without his brother. So he got me there. And then Bianca, she just, she cleared Charlotte. I'm sorry, but that her, her promo work tonight was really good. I'm so glad to see that from Bianca too, because I really feel like she must have felt like kind of fed up too with like, clearly, you know, she's going to be seeing the comments and what people are saying. So, you know, right. clearly she was going to come in with a little bit of a chip on her shoulder and prove herself oh, yeah. otherwise. So I'm so happy that she was because I thought Charlotte kind of had her and I'm thinking, oh, is she going to be able to bounce back? And yeah, then she, she did. Mm -hmm. So I'm so happy for her on that. And I'm also happy that you, myself, and a bunch of other people here on the chat are pretty much saying that like, hey, they really did get a lot of people today with the ending of the bloodline. Uh, oh, yeah. with, the, with the betrayal, I, I don't know if you want to say betrayal, whatever, with Jey Uso turning on Roman. The crumbling of the bloodline is yes, it's that's officially good. here. Yes, that's <laughs> really, really great. Oh, man, Hunter. Are you looking forward to Money in the Bank? Oh, I'm so excited for Money in the Bank. I like that all the men and the Money in the Bank on that side are, they've never won the world championship. Yes. So it's, you know, it could be anybody's game. I love it too. All right, Hunter. Well, thank you so much for hopping on and sharing your thoughts on today's show and for also being a YouTube member. I appreciate you a whole lot. Bye, Hunter. Thank you. Bye. Alrighty, guys. So I love it. Um, really enjoy when we get when I when we get to meet here and meet the viewers and whatnot, because, you know, sometimes, um, you know, you're just seeing yourself on tier. <laughs> I'm tired of me. And I'm seeing everybody's names. And I'm getting to know a lot of people based on your usernames. But it's so nice to be able to put a face to the name. And so I recognize so many of you already. Uh, please, if you haven't yet, and you're interested in becoming a YouTube member, join. Uh, I, I'm coming up with more ideas and more perks and more things to do because I really want to make sure that everybody has a, you know, a very fun experience. And you know, has a place to come on and talk about wrestling with somebody because uh it's not like honestly if i wasn't doing wrestling like i don't even think i'd have friends that were like that i could talk to about wrestling like i would just be talking about it with whoever's on the internet so it's nice to have that like interaction and whatnot uh sheldon jackson sends in a super chat saying tonight bianca of nxt really finally showed up on the main roster, I loved the NXT promo version of Bianca Belair. Let her keep that same energy from now on. Completely agree with Sheldon. Let her keep that same energy. Kid Curry 420 sends in a super chat saying, for some reason, I think The Rock is coming back sometime in the Bloodline storyline. Maybe WrestleMania 40. You know, I'm not going to lie to you, Kid Curry. 
when WrestleMania 39, when we were still like, I don't know, like a year or 10, nine months away to WrestleMania 39, I remember being like, yes, we're going to see The Rock. I just know it. The Rock is going to be there. And I was so sure, like for months in my mind, it was like, yes, it's going to be The Rock in the main event against Roman Reigns. And I already had it booked in my mind. Everything was set. Um, <laughs> like, for me, mentally, that's how positive I was that we were going to see The Rock. And then, my friends, we did not get to see The Rock. So part of me is thinking, do I want to get my hopes up here? I don't know. But when you think about, like, keep, keep, keep in mind that this, a lot of people are saying that the bloodline is by far the best story that WWE has done in a long time. A lot of people are saying that this is the best storytelling that they've ever done, whatever, right? There's got to be some sort of pressure there to keep it hot, to keep it going, to keep coming up with new ways to get these reactions like we got here tonight. So at one point, what else can you do, right? So if you were to at one point, freaking all of a sudden here, if you smell and all of a sudden the rock comes out, dude, place would go off the building. Like even if he just came out and did a promo, anything like he does I don't even think the rock needs to come out there and wrestle just for this to be great I legitimately think that if he were to just go out there and cut some sort of promo it would be phenomenal uh and of course the reason that the rock said that he didn't wrestle at WrestleMania 39 was because he didn't think that he was in the ring shape that he needed to be in order to have a match for example but who knows he's got I mean he knows when WrestleMania is so who knows if maybe WrestleMania 40 comes the time but at this point it's not something that i'm holding my breath on uh stephen marchuli says use the bret hart heel turn on the usa as a template for bianca's heel turn interesting interesting thank you so much stephen for sending in that thought and also i uh instantly saw your tweet when you were like this <laughs> this promo is good stuff uh so thank you so much for also sending in this super chat and for staying active on twitter guys i always like to read people's tweets too uh if you at me your thoughts during the show uh chances are they will pop up on my timeline and whatnot uh let's see what else we got jeremy rudd youtube member says this was always going to happen this way people shouldn't be surprised no nah, i don't know with the bloodline no like the little things that they do i think are surprising people i think it's fun i like to be swerved i want to be swerved <laughs> i don't know why that was funny all right uh let's see what else we got here and uh mdb 899 says i mean he grew up close to philly so it would make sense to have the rock says mbd 899 um all right and more people are singing um are thinking Bonkers LFC says, I think The Rock comes out around at some point. I hope so. Black Hammer says Rikishi should be part of the Bloodline story. I think a lot of people have been wondering when Rikishi is going to hop in on here and get some action because he's going to come in and set people straight, man. He's going to set people straight. And I cannot wait to see whenever they have Rikishi in there. Uh, Jeremy Russ says, The Rock is having a bad year. Wrestling is the last thing on his mind. Yeah, that's true. I did see all the stuff that he's like, dealing with but when it comes to the xfl though he like from my understanding like he they already knew that you know they were going to be losing money the first couple of years instead of profiting money or or breaking even or whatever so i don't know man maybe the rock isn't having the greatest year but he's still having a he's still having a pretty damn better year than a lot of us so i don't think it's that bad but we'll see 
Um, all right, everyone. <laughs> that is SmackDown for today, everyone. That is it. I will be back tomorrow once again for the collision watch along. And I will also be on Busted Open tomorrow morning. I will be on with Mark Henry. Please go in there, guys. Support the show. Check it out. Tweet me if you guys are listening to it. I always love when people tweet me throughout Busted Open and hear your guys' thoughts. Be a caller, whatever it is, whatever your viewing habits are or your listening habits are. Uh, please go give that show some love on Saturdays as well. And other than that, I will see you guys back here on Saturday for the Collision Watch Along. And then Sunday, I will be here with Will Washington, uh, AEW's Will Washington, all elite Will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, will will be on here with me on sunday 1 p.m pacific standard time and we are going to be uh chatting about his new role with the company and just having a good time and also celebrating his 18 years of podcasting so that will be something to check out on sunday as well non-stop streams everybody Alrighty, everyone i'll see you guys tomorrow for collision bye bye <laughs>